Welcome to the Rocks and Roots podcast. Quite a catchy intro, don't you think, Cranky? Of course it is, because I chose it. He chose it. It's kind of dark and, and, and horrible, and we're kind of stupid, so <laughs> I, I, it's kind of all over the place. Because we are the most unprofessional podcast on the internet. But I like it. I'm going to get the song off of iTunes if it's there. All right. Well, I'm Tumbles, and I agree to the intro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this, to the right of me, is Cranky. We already covered that. And today... Well, I didn't say who I was. Okay. So we already covered my name. So today, <laughs> we are reporting on the Shenandoah. We started last night where? We started last night at Elk Wallow. Uh, Elk Wallow Wayside. And Elk Wallow Wayside is... Say that. Say that five times. Elk, Elk Wallow Wayside. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Nope. Elk Wallow Wayside is the northernmost wayside in the Shenandoah National Park. We arrived last night. I believe we started 20 after 7. Yep. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so we parked my car at Compton Gap where we started last weekend and we had the lovely Nina, whom we can't say enough good things about, pick us up and drive us 14 miles south to Elk Walla Wayside. Yes, uh, Nina is fantastic and small world. Um, if you remember us talking about Sharon in previous episodes, um, they are related. They are mother and daughter. So, And we, we heard some kind of disconcerting news about Sharon. Sharon, the the shuttle driver, actually broke a hip. And we are pulling for Sharon. Yes. Yes. Go Sharon. We hope you feel better, lady. A thousand percent. But Nina is great. Look her up. Um, use the shuttle. Fantastic. So we went north. The goal was obviously to get back to Compton Gap. <clears throat> um, stayed at what shelter? <laughs> we hiked six and a half miles uh last night into the night yes. and stopped at <clears throat> gravel spring shelter thank you which is point two off the trail you're going down a bit but it's worth staying lots of tent sites and a very large shelter yes it holds about 10 and it was fantastic so the hike last night we were in two very different mindsets i was <clears throat> Well, I'm normally like happy and thrilled when I'm out there. So I was very, very upbeat and, and happy and like I love night hiking. Um, the terrain was, the Shenandoah, the entire terrain is really, really nice. Yes, rolling hills, very few steep climbs. So the terrain was great. Looking over uh, at the city of Front Royal. And all the lights was pretty awesome. We got some fantastic photos, which by now, hopefully, you've seen on Instagram. Oh, you are fast. <clears throat> Good job. I didn't know you posted. No, I didn't. I'm going to very soon. Oh, by the time oh, they oh. listen to this. This is okay. Very true. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so. So he was all happy and giddy as shit. And I, I get anxiety ridden as we walk during the night. In the mornings, if we leave early in the morning and it's still dark, that's one thing I'm fine because I know light is coming when we do night hiking and it's dusk and we have a long walk ahead with many hours of dark I get a bit anxiety ridden and I just lower my head and I just walk and I allow Cranky to talk his ass off about anything he wants to and it's just white noise for me 
and yes, it, it keeps you going. Except I wasn't fully aware yesterday because I was in. I was like, this is fantastic. So <clears throat> we heard an owl, and I'm stopping, and I'm like, let's listen to the owl. And I'm like, no, let's fucking just move. <laughs> Yeah, so we were in two very different places last night, but it it worked out. It, I'm usually the animal person. I'm like, oh, look, a yes. snail. I want to hug the snail on the trail. <laughs> and he's like, I oh, fuck the snail. But last night I was like, oh, listen to the nice owl. I'm like, oh, fuck the owl. So, um. <laughs> oh, and then there was another noise, and we both looked over. And, and he, yeah, I wanted to stop and like listen and figure out what it was. And you're like, like move. no, move, let's go. <laughs> and he counted it as a bear. Yes, I'm counting it as a bear. My goal is to <laughs> see a bear on this trail at some point. During the daytime when it's light and, and nice and, and pre- preferably warm up. And preferably off in the distance a little bit. Not yes. blocking our path or anything like that. So ideal conditions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can't say enough good things about that section of trail. Um, Marsh Hollow. I oh I've been screwing this up for two days, folks. It's marsh. It's not marsh hollow. It's elk wallow. Elk wallow. Yeah, like I said, I've been screwing this up for two days. <clears throat> um, to the what shelter? Gravel Spring. Gravel Spring. I can't say enough good things about that section. I think Gravel Spring also is the northernmost shelter on in the Shenandoah as well. It is. Okay. It is. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> yeah, like terrain is fantastic you obviously cross skyline drive 1500 times um no real steep inclines just amazing yeah and we um bopped in around 10 yep yeah around 10 o'clock last night and we were um I don't want to say worried but we were curious to see how many people were going to be in the shelter luckily there were only two and they were on the second tier of um the shelter yeah they were on second tier of i guess wooden planks (laughs) yeah so you have your base and then you have some shelters have an upper level this was like a kind of a shelf that went around i wouldn't even call it a second level it was a shelf um, so you wanted to mention nighttime etiquette if you're rolling in uh-huh. after everyone's at going to bed, which we have screwed up in the past, but we did well with yesterday. We certainly did. So when you come into a shelter or a campsite area, just assume that there are people there. Come in quietly. Uh, if you are hopefully wearing a headlamp and if it's nighttime out, uh, change your headlamp from bright to the little red light. I'm sure there is a proper name for it, uh, for that kind of red light. Um, it's just a red bulb. I get, no, but like night light, I guess yes. your night light. Yes. And just come in quietly. If you have a, um, a sleeping pad, go a distance and blow it up. It's just kindness. So you're not, <laughs> you know, in waking the up people. <laughs> So this is when Darth Vader has asthma. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to sound like that. Right. Because that's what it sounds like to the people in the show. Now, granted, we've screwed all of this up in the past. So. Yes. And luckily last night when we rolled in, the one of the people, her name is Nightingale, she said, oh, there's plenty of room. You know, you have plenty of room in the shelter. I'm like, oh, no, no problem. So we went a distance, blew up our, our pads, and... 
set up as quietly as possible. So that's what we encourage you all find folks to do if you're not doing it already. Have some fucking manners. Um, okay. So. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you too. So since we are very, very different, I run warm. Yeah. I was fine. I did take my heavier sleeping bag. It's rated down to 25 degrees. It was 38-ish last night. I was fine with no sleeping bag liner, shorts, a base layer, a long sleeve base layer, and that's it. No hat, no anything. And I was absolutely fine. I was comfortable. And 180 degrees to his right, I was in my liner. I was in my, I think mine is 20 or 30. I think mine's 20. 20 degree rated sleeping bag. I had my merino wool base layer and a hat on and I was comfortable. So just again, it's usually male versus female. Women run cold. Yep. And just hints, tips, just know what you normally at home if you normally like tons of blankets prepare for that type of thing on trail if at home you're kicking all the sheets off and prepare for that on trail just know yourself and you will be comfortable and i think also because it was 38 in front royal but excuse me we had about 2,500 feet of elevation so most likely it was colder yes keep in keep that in mind yes 100 (laughs) percent Um, I slept pretty well. How did you sleep? (laughs) I slept horribly. So I always, this is karma because I snore at home and I drive my wife nuts. So on trail, I don't snore. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm not in as deep a sleep. I don't know. But I don't snore on trail. However, the gentleman who was a lovely gentleman, we talked to him this morning. Um... (laughs) He did snore a lot, like middle age, like the end of middle age, I would say. It was, I sent a text which didn't go through because service was really spotty. I was like, there's going to be a murder in this shelter. I think we should name him CPAP on trail. Oh, I love it. Very (laughs) clever. (laughs) He eventually stopped and I theorized that his tongue moved to a position where he was just choking and dying and didn't (laughs) snore anymore. So... God. <laughs> but he is a lovely gentleman. We talked to him this morning. He's from Maine. He's, he's walking to Maine. He's doing a flip-flop hike. I had a socially awkward moment with him because he asked, how are you all doing <laughs> with COVID land? And, and of course, <clears throat> this one is like, fuck COVID. So we're happy we're not wearing masks. The world blows. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. Not what he meant. Well, not what he meant. He's from New England. He's from Maine. He's, no, 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 no. Okay. Of course he meant like, are the numbers okay? Are you okay? And, yeah. Did you get the vaccine? <laughs> yes. So that was an interesting social faux pas on my part. Um, oh, well, before we talk about the morning, we had our mice friends yes. last night. And I, you know what? I missed the sound of hantavirus munching next to my ear it just brings me back to the shelter just north of weaverton cliffs in maryland when we heard sounds and i thought a raccoon was gonna steal my shoes but it turned out to be a mouse just eating our m&ms right out of my pack so that's the other thing um in the shenandoah there are bear boxes at every shelter use them Mm because you should use them anyway we're on the fence about hang bear hangs, like hanging. You're doing a bear hang yourself. 
Um, we're on the fence about that, but definitely if there's boxes or if there's a rig already uh, at the site. Yep. That's we found that was pretty easy. Yep. If there's a box, if there's a rig, if mm. there's a pole where you're putting it up, use it because the last thing you want is to be responsible for a bear entering the shelter area and fucking everyone's shit up. So yeah, be considerate. That's twice. We're just telling people to be nice, be considerate. Yes. Yes. I thought we were pretty good. No, yeah, we were good. So, yeah, the, the <laughs> mouse, I felt it. It ran past my head. But Aww. I went back to sleep and ignored it. Um, what was the lady's name? Wow, I have, like, Alzheimer's on trail today. <laughs> I don't remember shit today. Uh, Nightingale was her trail name. It apparently, like, really annoyed Nightingale because there was a can that it was fucking about with. And she apparently got up and threw the can and then that got rid of the mouse. So... Yep. So speaking of Nightingale, we got to chatting with her this morning and she is basically one state away from finishing her hike of the Appalachian Trail. She has been section hiking the trail for nine years now. This is her last little section before she goes in for shoulder surgery and then she will continue Maine next year. So good luck to Nightingale. I kind of mentioned maybe coming on uh, as a guest on this podcast and she being a Massachusetts, New England person, she was like, sure, you guys are bizarre, but sure. You know, you know, that fake nice that, yes. that New Englanders are. Sorry, New Englanders, you have that air about you. So yeah, <clears throat> we might track her down. She mentioned some places where we might find her on the interwebs. So yeah. we'll see. <clears throat> Probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, morning breakfast, oatmeal, pulverized Pop-Tarts put in the oatmeal. I like to rock Starbucks powdered coffee, but you tried something new this morning. I did, and I'll be damned if I rem can remember what the name of that coffee was. So when I went to the Pacific Northwest last summer, I stopped at their REI because I'd forgotten my packets of coffee. And I picked up this coffee creamer, which is coconut oil based uh so i didn't have to screw with um individual packets of creamer and then individual packets of instant coffee just drink it black i mean that's what i usually do but i i, I wanted to try something new and it's it's fine you know it adds calories it's 120 calories per cup which if you're doing long mile days it's that a could, good thing to have yes I don't like coconut, but I found it tolerable. <clears throat> and we found that one packet, we could have shared that cup of coffee. Right. Four tablespoons of this powder mix uh, with 12 ounces of water. Which is a lot of it's water. It's a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it is a lot of water, but usually if you are <clears throat> in a shelter or a site, hopefully there is water nearby. So that shouldn't make that big a difference. And the gravel spring shelter had a flowing spring about 20 feet away from the shelter. All right. Anything else with that or shall we? Uh, are we moseying along? We are at day two of our wonderful hike. Oh, the privy there was amazing. <gasps> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, I was kind of leery. I'm always leery about privies at sites, but this was the cleanest and freshly smelling privy I've ever experienced on trail, which says a lot. Yes. Um, I was very, very pleased. I give it a nine out of 10. 
I agree. I would have given it a 10 if it had like a view, like a window you could look out of or something. <laughs> um, so today, just quick stats. <clears throat> I don't have stats from last night, but I have stats from today. 8.2 miles, elevation gain of 1,670 oh. feet, three hours, 30 minutes moving time, average pace, 25 minute miles, which is our normal, but we actually went a lot faster today. We stopped 0.2 from the car to play around on a giant boulder and practice some bouldering. So considering that I didn't pause the recording for that, we were hauling ass today. And yeah, that was about 20, 25 minutes. Yep, we did yep. damn good today. We did really well. And then we did so well also with the people that we passed. Yes. So well. Yes. Except for the last 20 feet. Yes. Of the trail. Where the lady quickly do dove off trail. Dove off trail with her significant other. Fumbling, putting her mask, mask on, on. So turning herself around. Oh my god! So that's when we turn on the charm and we're like, "Good morning, enjoy your hike." <laughs> and then he starts calling. <laughs> Are you okay? Yes, I am. I think. <laughs> so, yeah, you're outside. You're not going to get the virus. Okay, let's back out. We're not the virus podcast, but that did happen today. So we were hoping for a 100% no mask day. It was very close. Yes. So climbing out of that shelter, it's a kind of a, a steepish steep point climb. Too, yeah. Um, there was an interesting oh the guy because there was a lot of tents, and I suspect that there was some. That shelter is a mild party spot. It is very close to a parking lot. Yep. It is the first shelter you reach coming from Front Royal. So yes, and I'm sure tonight it may rain, but people are going to be in the shelter, probably having a nice little party. Yes, and the reason I suspect that is because the guy that climbed out of the uh, shelter area with us taking the more easier path that you wanted to take, and I said no, <laughs> but it paralleled and we ended up walking together. Uh, he stopped and put piss beer uh, behind a trail marker at a trailhead, um, Heineken and Budweiser. Fucking nasty. If it was good shit, we would have taken it and dealt with the extra weight. So yeah, he was ditching some weight from uh, the night before, so that's why I think it's a mild party spot. You know what he should have ditched instead? The shoes on his, on the ends of his trekking poles that's, for some uh, reason. You, you know what? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking myself. I would have kept the beer and ditched the, the shoes on the top of his trekking poles. It's an interesting way to pack. Yeah. I would have put them in the pack or strapped them to the side of the pack, but whatever floats your boat on trail. Mm-hmm. So we saw uh, about a mile in, we stopped at the cliffs, which is a yes. well-known spot for views on in the Shenandoah Park. Um, there are a couple of views on that little eight-mile stretch that you could stop, sit down, enjoy the views, get some awesome photos of you dangling your legs off the cliffs, scaring a family. Yep, I'll show that to Mrs. Cranky tonight. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, fabulous views. And we were marveling at the way the mountains are formed. Um, it's basically just rows of ridges. It looks really, really cool from that elevation. And also you can see the seasons creep up to the tops of the peaks. So at about halfway down the mountains, 
you can see green start and flowing green trees into the valley. But if you go above that, it's still brown and there is nothing growing yet where we were hiking. I'm really glad that we're doing this now so we got some of these views. Because uh, as you're walking along the ridge, if you look to your left, there's not, there's some buds and leaves, but you can still see views and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, continuing on, um, there's another, what was our steepest climb? It wasn't too long after that, it was the steepest climb of the day. Um, well, the highest point in that morning actually wasn't a steep climb at all. I thought the, Last, oh, Com I thought Compton Peak was actually worse, which is the peak right before you reach the parking lot. Yes. <clears throat> um, what's the second one we stopped at then? Because we stopped at the cliffs, and then there was one more where we saw views. That was right before Compton Peak. Okay. So Compton Peak, uh, that that cliff, and then you there is a spring, and then it's the peak. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's plenty of places where you can get photo ops. Yeah. Um, roll again, not nothing too bad at Shenandoah. I still think this is a contender, but I think uh, Cumberland Valley and PA still beats this out as far as just nice sections of trail. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> combination of blight and fire, there's a lot of sections that are just completely devastated, which was interesting. And it is enough of an elevation change where you're like, oh, there's no more trees and there's just blighted mountain laurel and then you dip down and the grasses come back. So you're getting, not where it's gonna kill you, but enough of an elevation change to notice and enjoy. Very well said. Thank you. You're welcome. So we finished uh, this morning, including our bouldering right before 11 o'clock. And so from there we went to Dickey, Dickey Gap Visitor Center, which is about five miles from Compton parking lot heading north. There are bathrooms there. They're very nice bathrooms, actually. Yes. So if you're wondering where some of your entrance fee goes, it probably goes to maintain the restrooms, yes. which I really appreciate. Yes, that it was nice to be able to leave the park clean. Mm. Um and then we were pleasantly surprised in the town of Front Royal on our previous visits. It just appeared to be strip malls and gas stations. Very tired looking town. Yep. Incorporated 1777. Last time we were um, here with, so listen to the previous episode. <laughs> I had commented incorporated since 1778. 1788 and all you've accomplished is a 7-Eleven and a sheet. So I'm <laughs> disappointed. But today we found... We found a independently owned bookstore. Uh, which by us in New Jersey is few and far between if not, not at all. So this place is called Royal Oak Books. Royal Oak Books is on the main drag. So if you're heading towards... Uh, Shenandoah Park. It will be on your right about a mile and a half from the entrance to the park. The nicest people run that place. They have all different kinds of topics you could choose from. They have a lot of incentives to buy books, especially today, which is Independent Book Store Day. 
which we as historians <laughs> are suckers for. Oh, totally. And and they were giving you $5 off $20 worth of books and then if you spent enough money, you get $15 off your next book purchase. So we have a $15 coupon to use the next time we are down in Front Royal. So, so what did you buy? Go visit them. They, yes, 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 yes. Nice go people. They were giving you lemonade and cookies because it's yes, very independent. I think we were asked <laughs> six <laughs> times if we would like cookies and lemonade. So what'd you buy? What'd you buy? I bought Blazing Ahead by Jeffrey Ryan, which is a history uh-huh. of the rivalry between Benton McKay and Myron Avery. The two gentlemen that started the concept and started surveying the Appalachian Trail. So you will be hearing more about this on this podcast. And there is a Benton McKay Trail that syncs up with the AT right at the Springer Mountain parking lot. So if you want to do a shorter trail, a shorter through hike, the Benton McKay Trail does go, I believe, into South Carolina. Nice. Yeah. And I picked up a Appalachian Trail book by the same author, Jeff Ryan. It is his memoir about his hike, which took him 28 years to do. So that gives us some hope that we will not do it in 28 years, but much less. <laughs> yes, and it also has given us an idea when we're done to write the book, and I'm already calling it less than 28 years. We've beaten <laughs> Jeffrey Ryan. <laughs> the Rocks Root story. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very excited to start reading this Um this memoir i am curious to see how crank gets on with his and then we'll swap so you'll be hearing about both of these books a lot actually i also picked up just for giggles uh, a book on composting because i am all for that these days and a book on the lost colony of roanoke so very very happy and this is a used book and it was only six bucks nice what else did you buy what else did you buy oh i bought my wife a a uh, biography of Jefferson Davis called... They have an excellent Civil War section. Embattled Rebel. Um, so she is a Civil War <clears throat> enthusiast. Not en- You can't be an enthusiast for a war. If you are, there's major problems. That is her area <laughs> of study as she is also a historian. There we so go. So that is her area of study. And I am making her read a biography of Jefferson Davis because... I have been reading, I'm not going to spend too long on this, I have been reading (laughs) Lysander Spooner, who Uh was a lawyer and a 19th century early anarchist, and his book, Constitution of No Authority, lays out the case as to, and here, goodbye listeners, as to why the South <laughs> did not commit treason and had every right to secede. So, And what's my, uh, what's the author of the book I'm reading? You mentioned him yesterday, and I have yes. a shitty memory. Um, oh, it's gone right now. Okay, yeah, I'm reading a book about how Lincoln's an asshole. So, that's all I'll say. And moving on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Animals, besides... um, Squirrels. (laughs) Squirrels. Peleated woodpecker, a very common animal on trail. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen it. It's about... We heard them today a lot. It's about a foot tall, um, and it's got... It's red, black, and white, and it's fucking awesome. So if you hear, like, loud woodpeckers... That's the big thing. That's 
a pileated woodpecker, and it's it's fucking huge. It's awesome. Yes. What else you got? Uh, we heard the owl. Yep. We saw a squirrel. We are pretending we heard a bear. Uh, there was a mouse. <laughs> and there was another bird, which I did record the sound of. I have to check what kind of bird it was. It had a black head, a white breast, and a brown body. So... We will get back to you with that. Yes. We were supposed to get back to you with what the purple plant was. We never did. No. <laughs> but you have <laughs> we're a plant. terrible. Yes, you have a plant for today. I do. I was very happy uh, for myself because I had correctly identified two plants before putting them into the plant app. I found a succulent. I said, oh, that looks like a succulent. I wonder what that is. It is a succulent. And I also found a wild blueberry because I have a blueberry bush that looks exactly like the blueberries that were on trail and that shh, I, um, <laughs> I'm trying to record here <laughs> it was a blue mountain blueberry fantastic and you found another one I know I'm putting you on the spot you did you are <laughs> okay. What, what did I find? <laughs> All right, never mind. No, wait, come on. I, I don't remember. I was hoping you remembered. You found another one today. <clears throat> that I don't remember what it is. I found the succulent. I found the blueberry. Oh, the succulent. It was the succulent. Okay. Where so this is what been? happens when you don't listen to your own co-host. <laughs> yes. All right. It was the succulent. My apologies, folks. Oh, God. Is there a twin? Did she find something else? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, we're running long on time. We had like awesome trail talk conversations, but I don't know if we have time to go into them. We're like, tw- almost 20 minutes. We're 20 minutes in at this point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So real quick, we noticed the Rocks and Roots Instagram page oh. has, which is. We appreciate a- yes, you we, all. <laughs> we appreciate you all. And this is absolutely, I am cracking up. I find this amusing. Because I am 39, married, but have no desire to have children. Um, You are also in your 30s, no desire to have children. And most of our followers on the Instagram... Are mothers with 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 children. Most mothers do have children. Yes. (laughs) Are women with children. So we are finding, we are amused at the irony there. But we were listening to... Yes, speaking of children. Yes. Goodbye, more listeners. We were listening to Dr. Peterson. <laughs> Dr. Jordan. Jordan Peterson is a well was a professor in Ontario, and he was a pretty radical professor of psychology. Yes, you can look up why he's controversial. I'm not going into it now, but his guest on his podcast last week was Wendell something i don't know his name that's the wendell wilkie <laughs> he dead <laughs> yes he is um but they were discussing um <clears throat> psychology of child rearing mm. and we found it fascinating because we're both single children only children only. yep we are only children yes yes <laughs> um we have trying to figure out how to phrase this encountered many children that were not reared psychologically properly and that is no fault well partially it could be the fault of the parents but then again due to circumstances no fault of the parents yes okay so what they have found since the late 60s is that single goodbye listeners single mothers where the father is not involved again through no fault, fault of anybody of anybody's 
but there is a key psychological milestone that is usually missing, and yeah. that is rough and tumble play. Because tickling your kids roughly, you wrestling, know, throwing them on the mattress, you yep. know, I mean, silly stuff that you know we all had when we were kids. You probably had when you were kids, God willing. Um, but that is getting less and less. It's discouraged in school. It's, it's outlawed in schools. schools. Yes, right. Um, and you know, again, this is not knocking anyone. Just, you know, women circumstances. Gen- women don't do that with their kids generally, right? And what they're finding is that that is really, really important. Number one, it teaches children how to be aware of their bodies, mm-hmm. how to. Um, play with a sense of fairness because if they're wrestling and they poke you in the eye or they pull your <laughs> hair that's your opportunity to say no we don't do to that teach empathy yes yeah um yep to teach empathy perfect it also uh allows you to teach in a very natural setting delay of gratification where because you have your fun and then you say okay if you do x y and z We'll come back to this and you'll get to have more fun. Sorry, folks. If you hear something in the background, I am driving because I want to get back to New Jersey sometime today. Okay. (laughs) And what we're finding is without this key developmental milestone, children lack empathy. Children lack the um, ability to delay gratification, which leads to increased ADD. It's just generally not good. And we found this fascinating that all this horrible stuff can stem from just not wrestling with your kids. And since Mr. Cranky works with kids on a daily basis, he sees this quite often. And when I was working with a lot of children years ago, uh, I did see this actually as well, the start of it. Yes. So that was our trail talk. Yeah, that was, and you know what? A lot of personal things that come up in our lives growing up, we could totally relate to this podcast episode. So we can link that down in the show notes. If okay. you are curious to listen to the psychology of all of this stuff, which I'm pretty fascinated by, Cranky loves it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that about covers it for today. It does, but I, I, I bought something. What you bought? I, 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 I because, <laughs> because I got my tax refund and it was actually... Oh, uh, this, that's right. Yes, I, I bought a thing. So impulse buy usually my best gear purchases i'm we're going in the tunnel sorry folks <laughs> um, you can say it now the most unprofessional podcast. yes the most <laughs> unprofessional podcast on the internet <laughs> so friday yesterday morning actually i bought it um i had been looking at a quilt from a company called enlightened equipment Enlightened Equipment has come with a lot of positive reviews as some of the best quilts on the market. <clears throat> and they make the quilt. You can buy the quilts ready, already made or you can have them custom made. So because I'm a princess sometimes, I had um, done a little test online and they said their best bet would be custom. So I ordered a 20 degree quilt, a wide width so I can turn on my side since I am a side sleeper. And I got to pick my colors too, which is probably the most exciting part about it. it. It's purple and and gray. (laughs) So it matches your trekking poles. Yes. You are coordinated. 
Yes, exactly. So I'm very excited. It should be here the beginning of June, just in time for the summer <laughs> when I probably will not need it. However, uh, there will be a full episode review <laughs> on half an hour on the quilts. <laughs> on the quilts. Because you know what? It is a pricey purchase, and, but it should last you forever. Yes. And even if you don't use it for warmth this summer, it's lighter than your current sleeping kit. Yep. And you could sleep on top of it and it'll make a lovely cushion. There we go. All right. Well, I mean, anything else? I think that's it. We're good. Alrighty, friends. Well, like us, love us on the gram. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. Um, find Cranky at the Cranky McStumbles. Uh, don't find me. And till next time, which is in two weeks. Yes. We will be back down in the Shenandoah. Uh, we'll probably have a little episode next week to keep us rolling. And um, if that's it. We appreciate everyone who listens. Ciao.